Before we begin, Chris and I would just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We are incredibly grateful to be recording this on Indigenous land. Always was, always will be. So we're back. I would say we're, we're back. Back, 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 back again. Yes, because... This time we are actually back, though. Yeah, because, because we, we have taken... The week? The week slash two weeks. I don't know. Because this is going to come out Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. So it'll be two weeks since the last new episode because I was trapped interstate. <laughs> Did you miss me? Can you do a good... <clears throat> Did you... Have you missed me? XOXO. Oh, you're trying to do a Kirsten Bell. Yeah. Kristen Bell. Gossip Girl. Did you miss me? That's good. XOXO. Gossip Girl. Uh, gossip Goat. Uh. <laughs> hey, Upper East Siders. Uh. <laughs> thing is, as I was saying it, I was like, ha ha, Gossip Goat. <laughs> but then you went, ah, and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the two did not link in my mind. No. No. Like a narcoleptic sheep. Um, <laughs> so, what? I think we need to talk to Edie first and get it out of the way. Oh, this could have been a crisis for me. Yes. It was, I was tossing it up. Um, so we did have friends over for dinner last night. Incredible. We had an incredible tarot evening. That's right, listeners. We are those people. We're tarot... To Queens. To Queens. Tarot. No, I haven't got it. Tarot. Tarot. Tariff. Tariffs. Tarot sheriffs. It's not a thing. It's not a thing at all. Tarot. It's like saying tarot taxes. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. Tarot turtlenecks. Tarot turtles. Tarot turtles. Am I do turtle for the turtle club? Um, yes, yeah, so we had friends over for dinner last night, and one of our friends, shout out to them, what if we just don't reference her by name, though? I definitely <laughs> sent her name. Oh. Sorry. Are you always yuck my yum? Yum yum. Um, <laughs> Tariff. Gave us a wonderful jam. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful, literal jam. Yes. Not like Plum. dropping some sick beats. <laughs> um, was it? I thought it was. I don't know. Plum. I don't know how plums work. It was orange. <laughs> Aren't plums <But> you... purple? <laughs> I thought she was kidding. I thought it was marmalade. But it's using the flesh of it, though, so it would be a different colour. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I get that. Um. Anyway. She gave us a beautiful jam. We had it on a cheese board, a very goddamn good cheese board last French. night. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Kettle's done. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. No. Imagine if that's how you came. Oh. That's actually... Oh. 
It's actually so, so interesting you bring that up because it's related to my crisis. It is. Oh, yeah, baby. Chris yeah. broke the jam. Chris uh, broke the jam. Uh, uh. He broke it. We're um, so sorry. I think title of verb is uh, uh, uh. If you know how to write that. No, I don't. Okay. Um, I broke the jam. We were going to have it on croissants today, mm-hmm. but then we didn't buy croissants. And then mm-hmm. in a rush to make some toast, I pulled my bread out of the fridge. That's right. I keep my bread in the fridge now. Um, yeah. And it knocked the jar out of the fridge, onto the ground, into a tiny million pieces. Tiny million. A million tiny pieces. Yeah, a tiny million pieces. So we're very sorry. So upsetting. I wanted some goddamn jam. It was really good. I also wanted to use the jar afterwards. True. Anyway, great jam. Anyway. Sad ending. Yeah. Enjoy your shout out, Edie. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Whoa, sorry. Look what you did to our floor, Edie. <laughs> yeah. There's glass in the fault. grout. It was my fault. Um, But apart from that, here we are. Yes, you're back. I am back. I was in Melbourne for two weeks uh, because I drove down on the day that they announced they were going into a snap lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was literally passing the, you're halfway between Sydney and Melbourne sign. I do know her. Um, So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, well... Keep on come so far that we got so far to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end credit song from Hey Hairspray. Hey now, Hairspray. hey now, Hairspray. hey now. The end credit song from Hairspray. It is come so far. Bracket got so far to go. Mm-hmm. End bracket. Mm-hmm. It, I really thought they had an Oscar nomination in that one, and then the song is bad. I <laughs> had that CD on a discman mm. and that yes. that yes. scratched and it never <gasps> played and I never got to hear the final song. Oh no. I know. I know. And I was like, okay, we've come so far. What have we got? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Small blessings though. At least it didn't happen during you, you just said more me. blessing. <laughs> shout out. Small, shout outs on shout outs. <laughs> yes. She doesn't listen to this. No. <laughs> um, small blessings mm-hmm. didn't happen during You Can't Stop the Beat. No. Maybe one of the biggest bops in musical theatre. Really big moment. <laughs> <laughs> you just sounded so tired. <laughs> but like, just thinking about that song exhausts me. Yeah, You Can't Stop to Breathe no. is what the people in the industry call it. Yes. <laughs> and you know who we are? We're the people in the industry. Thank I, you very much, baby. I'm next door to the industry. Oh, no, and I'm <laughs> industry adjacent. I'm, I'm actually in a different neighborhood. I'm in the room with it. <laughs> I just... I'm not. I'm knock, knock, knocking on the glass. I'm nine. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> oh. So. This could be analyzed. <laughs> As a breakdown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. The layers of references that we're doing. I love them because I know them very little. And I really just try and go with you. <laughs> Thank you. And I am like on a freight train <laughs> running. And we are not slowing down. No. Tom Cruise riding on top of my freight train. Yes. And I am barreling forward. You are shoveling coal into that engine. And I'm like, please, 
I'm still on Hairspray. No. Where are we going? And I'm like, the Oscar nominations for Best Supporting Actress in 1977. Like, what the hell? I'm nine. No, how do trains work? Maggie Smith in the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Where are you getting all this coal? <laughs> Queen Latifah's film career. Go! I can keep up with that one. Let me on, please. I've seen Beauty Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> this room is so hot. Oh. We're, we're in my bedroom. Yeah, so that back. <laughs> we're in Ari's bedroom uh, because it's a carpeted room. And for sound purposes, we're using one microphone. So the carpet's really helping. Yes. But it's hot. I'm so sorry about the noises that my iced latte is making. Anyway. It's a fucking huge So, Ari. Yeah. No, we can't do this again. We're millennial crises. I'm Ari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris. We're your Dolly Doctor, your Agony Aunt. Your Agony Doctor. Your Agony Dolly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we help. We don't hurt. No. But we do hinder. <laughs> yeah, we do really put breaks mm. into the path of healing. Mm. Um, um, you write in, we solve you, we talk about our crises, mm-hmm. and we've got a segment at the end where we diagnose you. That's pretty much the breakdown. Mm-hmm. We're two idiots, uh, but we're very wise. Yes. Everything we say is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and personal. And we will solve you. Yeah. Not your crisis. You. you. Uh, and that's that. That's mm. who we are. So, without yeah. further ado, Ari, are you in crisis? No. But I do have something to share. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> So, I was thinking about this. Uh, I was like, I don't, you know, I've got some things going on. And I was like, I don't really want to talk about them. And then last night, this thing happened that has been happening every single night what did for I do? two weeks. <laughs> what did I do? Every single night for two weeks. And it just, like, maybe bears, like, some conversation. Anyway, every night, last two and a half weeks, I've been having incredibly vivid sex dreams and like it's not like you know every everyone who listens knows that i am a hyperbolist every single night for the past two and a half weeks different people like sometimes it's like someone i've seen in woolies that day and then sometimes it's close friends and I don't know... No, I haven't had one about you. Sorry. Oh. I have had one about you but you <clears throat> to live. Um, Was that good? Well, here's, here's you the... You and me. Here, here, like, <laughs> that sounds on brand. <laughs> they are... Shout out to Georgia. Koji. <laughs> Koji. They are incredibly vivid. All of them oh. last, in my mind, for about four hours, five hours. And I don't know whether it's just like, girl, you need to get railed. Like, sorry, mum, I know you're listening. Or if it's just like, I don't know if it could be anything else because like, it's never happened to me before in my life. So I'm like, what's going on in this period of my life for this to be happening? They're very, I have a really good imagination. They're very, they're intricate. You have to take us into one. Take us into my one. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Any of them? Yeah. No names? Yeah. Give us a vague outline of the person if you want to, but we need details. 
wearing white jeans and curly brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing her girlfriend's top. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the one last night was... So, my friend Mia and I went to Woolies, and I saw this man there, mm-hmm. and he was holding... Because you can let, get, let your dogs wander through. So, he's holding a little oh. dog. He was wearing, like, a very nice grey singlet and, like, sweatpants, so, you know, casual attire. And I was like, ooh, that is a nice-looking man. Last night, as I'm dreaming away, the dream is, like, I'm in Woolies, and I see him, and I drop, like, something. I think it's, like, a packet of pasta. I don't know. I drop something. And he bends down, and he picks it up, and we make this eye contact. And he, like, looks at me, and I was looking at him, and I was like, hello. And he was like, hi, how are you? Well, I don't know, something. I can't remember all of it. What transpires is finding, like, a room in Woolies that I don't think exists. It's like, you know, library stacks, like the backs of libraries, how Mm. people go and, like, hook up with that? We find that in the Woolworths. And we, like... It's like a one night stand, very like intimate, but very, the dog is there. (laughs) It's like, I I don't know what he's done with it. I think it was like on the lead, but attached to a shelf, I think. (laughs) And he says something like, I really shouldn't be doing this. And I was like, yeah, I have no idea who you are (laughs) at all. And then... Oh god, what happens? We either we either like left together or his girlfriend came to pick him up. It was like an affair. It was an affair narrative. Mm. And that is one of many. The ones with like close friends is like we're at a party and like will something like a little bit cheeky will be happening and then they will confess their love for me. That is like <laughs> often a trope or I will do it to them. Is that what happened in Darwin? I really want to know. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> I, uh, God, you don't have to share no, if you're I not know. comfortable. No, no, no. Your, no, yours was like one of the first ones. So I was like, I remember it, but I don't remember all the details. I think one we were like, first. we were at like the beat. One, one of the first <clears throat> tariff. <sighs> we're at the beach, I think. We're in the ocean. Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice. Wow. <laughs> wow! Yeah, men, women, strangers, friends, Wonderful. groups. <gasps> anyway, I don't know what it's saying. I just like I'm really intrigued. I know by what it's it. saying. I need to get railed. You need to get railed. Yeah. You need to get railed. And I can't proposition anyone because we've done that too many times. No, I'll do it for you, listeners. If you want to rail her, <laughs> right in, because she needs it. I'm kind of. Mama like, needs. I'm it. kind of not. I'm. I'm kind of not kidding. Does anyone read? Yeah. Out? No. To get serious, like <laughs> <laughs> you need sex. No. <laughs> to get serious for a moment, like I don't know how much I should say actually. Okay. Because it's not. It's about you. Go on then. <laughs> there have been droughts before. Yes. There have been periods without sexual action mm-hmm. previously. Yes. But. One Like, that was a period during the pandemic, mm-hmm. during lockdown, sure. But then at the end of that, you did have something. Mm-hmm. And then since then, there hasn't been anything. Mm-hmm. But we are no longer in lockdown. But I'm scared. <laughs> Shush. But, like, you are in a very sexual moment in your life. Mm-hmm. Because you've come from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
wordplay. <laughs> Come from um, Come from away. But in a way that has opened up a lot of other possibilities. Uh-huh. And now we are in a climate where you can explore those possibilities. But you're not. I know. And so your body is like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We've come so far, but we've got so far to go. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's me. Yeah. You need to get railed. I know. We all have these moments. I know. For the gays, we have grinder, so it can just be like, yeah, you, come here, here now. In me! And then you just... That was so mask. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's versatile. <laughs> She's versatile. <laughs> um, yeah. Just do it. What's stopping you? My self-hatred. <laughs> yeah. Have you never had sex before? Has no one ever found you attractive enough to have sex no. with you before? <laughs> no. Virgin. Virginia. Virginia. Woo! <laughs> I was going to be like, gay. <laughs> gay. No, you're bi. I know. Go get railed. Yeah, all right. You have a palace to I get do. railed in. I do. So many surfaces, so many walls. I know. A mirror, too. <laughs> you could do that again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a story. That's a story for another time. That's a story for off air. Shut up! <laughs> Iguana. Are you at peace with that? No, now! I was, but now I'm like, oh god, okay. Gotta start putting in effort. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cool. Chris. Yeah? You in crisis? Yes. Uh... This can be a brief one. Okay. I've become so terrible at replying to people. Full stop. <sighs> Yeah. I've become terrible at replying to people. I'm not saying that I've ever been great at it, but mm-hmm. I've ever been like, you have such a face at the moment. <laughs> um, but like certain people, I'm like immediate. Like, yeah, sure. Like you, Mark, Mel, because it's like people that I live with slash like closest friends. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here There's the- no pressure behind it. Also live. God, she's needy today, isn't she? Yeah. Validation station. Speaking of people who need to get railed. Yeah. All of us. Everyone. Everyone deserves it. I'm good. (laughs) We get it. You're in a loving relationship. Um Yeah, but the other everything else is just slipping away. And now it'll be like days and I'll have to be like, oh, so sorry. Yeah. But, like, I see the message and I'm not doing anything at the time, but I'm like, well, I can't immediately reply to this. I have to give it some time. And then it just, like, What's that about? Out. Why give it some time? Well, either I can't be bothered. Uh-huh. Or I'm doing something else. Or it's just like, this doesn't need an immediate response, so I'll leave it. Oh, but it's open. So then yeah. the notification goes away and then you... Yeah. Yeah. And I fully forget. Mm-hmm. So I'm making a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Like, the, that's the answer to are you at peace with that? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a conscious effort, but it's slow. Do you feel like it's gotten worse? It's definitely gotten worse recently. Mm-hmm. Like, in the past few months. Mm-hmm. In the past, like, three to four months, let's say. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm on it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm meditating, apparently, from the way that I'm sitting. No, I'm trying to put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, along with many other things in my life at the moment. But it's just something I'm very conscious of. Because mm. it's so easy to backslide with it. Especially, like, you know, for the people that are messaging you. Yes, I'm sure they would like a response. But also for your own, like, stress. Because I know I get like, oh, fuck, I Uh, didn't reply to that. And, like, if they pile up, like, that's... mm. But then, on the other hand, I'm also very conscious of... And I think I've said this on the podcast before. On air. Like, no one has that much of a claim on your time. Yes. You do not have to be immediately accessible to everyone. You did say that. Through your phone. Because, like... When has that ever been a thing before? When has it ever been that you could immediately get in touch with someone, no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing, because there's a thing in their pocket that gives you direct access to them? When pagers were invented? But even then, they would have to get to a phone. True. They would have to recognize the number that is paging them. Mm-hmm. There you go. But on the other hand, I am I am taking too long to reply to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. Mm-hmm. You already answered the question. I was going to ask it. Yeah. Are you at peace? Yeah. Good. Done. Good one. Yeah. Nice. Short, simple. Yeah. What did you call me? Short and simple. <laughs> <laughs> Short and simple. Uh, Shall we get into the question then? That's a, that's going to be a crisis of mine as well, the British accent. I keep doing it. Oh, we all do. Oh, we all do. <laughs> I was trying to yes end that, and then I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, from Norwich. <laughs> I just got punched in the face. <laughs> from accent. By Norwich. <laughs> By knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hit us with it. All it right. looks, and le- if I'm not mistaken... Fucking long. It's a long one today. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm listening. Over the past few years, I've started to notice my parents are aging mentally and physically. <laughs> and when I say aging, I mean entering the elderly phase of their lives. Yesterday, my mum asked me for the fourth or fifth time in the space of the previous evening and following morning, what are you doing today? To which my response had always been, working. This time, however, I snapped and told her that I'd already mentioned this several times to her. Later that morning, I went to apologise to her and she asked me, am I really becoming dotty? I didn't want to lie to her, so I said yes a little. She was clearly upset, something she doesn't show her children often, and said ageing is quite scary for me and I need your support. Yes, it sounds like I'm a bitch to my mum, and I am sometimes, but it's only because it makes me sad and hurt to see what's happening to her. I suppose I'd appreciate some advice on how to deal with, how to cope with their own sadness over their parents entering this phase of their lives while supporting them. And when your parents ask questions like this one, how much of the truth should one share? This is incredibly multi-layered. Thank you so much for listening for listening to Millennial Crises. Yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. I mean, I'll come out and say like that this is quite a personal one for me, as I'm sure it is for you as well. Yeah. So, where to begin? <laughs> it's really, it's really difficult. Um, 
to think about it because Chris and I have had these conversations really recently where it's like we've dealt quite close together with the death of grandparents and that in itself has brought forward like our, our own parents getting old and entering that new phase of life where it's like they are the grandparents now and we are the adults and our cousins and us one day will start having kids and that that cycle will continue so it's incredibly scary my first piece of advice off the bat is even though it's incredibly difficult to to be patient i know that it's really tough my my own mother is dealing with it at the moment with her mum and she just says to me that you've just got to be as incredibly patient as you can because they and i think i think she said may is this correct like it's not super helpful to to tell them that they are being forgetful i can't remember if that's the correct piece of advice i think she was like you know it's it it gets to a certain point where if you feel like it's something that they do need reminding of then then that's okay but it's not helpful to be like you're so forgetful you're forgetting stuff because that's quite scary for them to to think about Yeah. Mm. Yeah, aging. 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 It's terrifying. Oh yeah, but it's, you know, it's Part what gives life, life meaning, mm-hmm. the finite nature of it. Um I mean, yeah, like obviously I've been dealing with similar things, uh particularly in the past two weeks spending time with my parents. Um you know, my grandpa died last year, my grandma died recently so that's all the grandparents gone um but you know it's being there for my parents during that grief and like uh while my dad is also going through a rough time physically um a particularly rough time physically um and and emotionally um what i've found is I mean, my family has become much more emotionally open recently, like in the past few years, just as I think each of us kids have like hit points in our lives where we've matured in specific ways and we've always had good relationships with each other and with our parents, but it particularly recently has become something much more, I don't know, adult and loving Mm. and supportive. Um... I found that, you know, being there with my dad during this stuff, plus my mum with her parents, it's treating them like you would a friend. Yeah. It's, if you have that sort of relationship with your parents where you are, you know, you love them, but Mm. also you like them, like, which not everyone does, but it's treating them like you would a friend. It's being gentle with them when you need to be gentle. It's supporting them. It's, like, boosting them up when they need to be boosted up. Like, at the beginning of the year, I basically gave my mom like, a pep talk about what she is good at when it comes to dealing with extended family and with this sort of stuff when we were dealing with my grandma when she was still alive. And something in my brain clicked over and I was like, I've, I don't know if I've ever spoken to my mom in this way, which I would do with friends 
very often mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, they need, they're doing this. They're having trouble with this. I can help them by doing this. Mm-hmm. Like emotionally, mm-hmm. I can help them. Which is an interesting switch where it's like, your parent isn't just your emotional support anymore. You are their Absolutely. emotional support. Absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that I've never emotionally supported my mom until I was 26 years of age. (laughs) No, but it is But just being more conscious of it and feeling like this is a conversation that I could be having with one of my friends. Like I could be having with you. Yeah. And being there to help. Yeah. It turns out my mom, love you Kate listening or doing your skincare <laughs> is incredibly insecure and inc- like an incredibly insecure, incredibly anxious person and having those conversations rather than her being like, uh, you know, here's, here's me as a parent supporting you. It's this mutual relationship now mm. where it's like, this is what I'm going through. It's like, okay, well I'm going to hype you up and then vice versa. And her, you know, her difficulties and insecurities and me having to be that hype man as well. Um, which is a is a very interesting shift, but I will say to this person who's like written in that you do like also need to be kind with yourself. Like you're not a bad person for getting frustrated, so you can you know you don't don't pile on yourself for being like well, I find that really frustrating. But um, I guess consider consider how much of a how much it is putting you out if if it is easier to to just be kind and mm. be a bit softer and a bit gentler how much does that really harm you than being like oh i'm really frustrated and i'm just going to tell her that she's she's gone a bit dotty um because how much does that help either of you really mm. in the long run i think that's the thing as with any like interpersonal conflict or anything that happens between more than one person like you are then not the only person affected by that. Yeah. There is another person who is dealing with that issue, who is dealing with you dealing with that issue, just as you are dealing with them dealing with that issue. So, like, you need to meet in the middle somewhere and be Mm. able to have a conversation about it rather than a blow-up about it. Mm. Like, if you were doing something... (laughs) If... (laughs) (laughs) doing something that was negatively affecting me or that I was finding frustrating, I would, I hope, (laughs) try and not let it, like, come out while it's happening. Where Mm. I'm like, why are you doing that? Mm. But rather, like, ease into it at another time. Yeah. Either, you know, send a message later on or, like, the next day be like, hey, I've been noticing this. How are you feeling about it? Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, if it's frustrating you, it's absolutely got to be frustrating them as well. Absolutely. Um, you received yeah. this question, I think a while ago, cause we were maybe going to do it, uh, the other time. Did, have you had any thoughts on it upon reading it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not too sure. I think it's, I feel very lucky in that I've, my grandparents the one who is alive um is just like so mentally with it Mm. at 96 is just like i call her all the time and we just like have chats she just tells me about life and what's up 
Um, so I haven't had to deal with it with her and I haven't had to deal with it with my parents. So I feel very lucky that I like haven't been in that situation. So I haven't necessarily dealt with it. Mm. Um, but it's also the thing that scares me most in the world. Like had a death. I have death spirals every so often where I just like lie in bed and just think about dying. Mm-hmm. And it happens right. maybe once every like six months that I have like a truly like can't see anything but white because I'm just thinking about death. Like it's a real mm. weird thing that happens. I know that it happens to a lot of people. Um, but it's just the it's just like my biggest fear in the world is like aging and growing old and dealing with that with parents. Mm. Like so scary. Um. I, so I don't necessarily even know that I have advice other than like the only thing that you can possibly try and do is like have patience because mm. which is so hard to do but if that's like a form of like mindfulness practice with yourself like if that's going to make it easier for your parents and therefore easier for you because you don't feel upset or anxious about the fact that you might have like spat something out um, without meaning to but also, like, anger and aggression, like, pops out sometimes. That's just how humans deal with things and react to things. And I think, as well, like, what you were saying before, before um, fear is a really powerful sort of, not motivator, but, like, trigger. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've been with my mum for an entire day, and in that day she's received, I'm going to say, upwards of 15 phone calls from my grandmother and it is the exact same thing every single time, like within, mm. you know, our hours of each other. And every single time she just answers the questions as she did the first time, you know. And I find that incredibly, incredibly moving and like really, um, uh, it's something quite amazing to behold. Because if I were in that situation and she had called me like 15 times, I think I would probably snap out of like fear of like being like I I just I can't have this actual physical reminder that you are getting old Mm. and forgetful Mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna get really upset so I can imagine like you know snapping and being like I'm I'm going to work I've told you I'm going to work is like Mm. annoying sure but also like I'm I'm frust I'm scared and I'm frustrated because I now have this like actual thing in front of me that is telling me that you are aging Like, I actually have, like, a physical thing that I am witnessing that is telling me that you are getting old. And that's really scary to me. Mm. Yeah, it's, like, one of my biggest fears as well. Mm. Not me particularly, but in this, in recent times, being like, okay, my parents are getting older. Yeah. And that. I, I can't even, I don't know how to fry an egg, you know, without being like, hey. We've got, we dedicate an entire episode to how much I call my mum, you mm. know? Like, mm. it's like... Mm. It's a lot. I've also just realised that I've lied and being like, I've never dealt with my grandparents getting old. I was like a caretaker for my granddad mm. for a while. <laughs> when I was like 14 and he had dementia. That is some repressed memories. <laughs> I was like, hold on a fucking second. Oh, yeah. I didn't deal with it well at 14 though, so. 14? Yeah. You're an adult woman. Grow <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah. That... Wow. I felt very sad then. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? What was that about? What's going on? I, I, it's, su- it's such a hard one. Mm. 
Because there's not really... There's no... That's the thing. It's, like, acceptance. Literally, the only... It's, like, with death, the only mm. thing with death is, like, acceptance. Mm. Like, that's the only way through it. Through, like, a grief cycle. Because there's like that. no getting out of it. You, like, yeah. no it's really just a fact. Yeah. yeah. And facts are facts, America. Facts are facts, America. Um, yeah. It's also... It's age old, and it's a little bit on the nose, but, like treat someone how you would want to be treated right so it's like if you were in that situation how would you want someone to handle you and and take care of you and Mm. let you know this information in a calm and and generous sort of way because i yeah i don't know it seems like recently i mean i guess because we're all getting older but so many of my friends are dealing with with their parents going through similar things and mm. getting frustrated and getting angry at themselves for getting frustrated. And it's just this whole perpetual cycle of frustration and being upset and anger. And mm. They don't teach you this in school. No, <laughs> but I'm trying to say this without it being too, like, not judgy, but like without it being too harsh uh-huh. slash unhelpful. In that it's just like, it is It is still a gift that you do still have your parents. Totally. And that mm-hmm. you are able to have, you know, the time that you have had with them, with all of their faculties intact, but also like the times that you will have with them, mm-hmm. even through these hardships. But like, that is still kind of an incredible thing Mm. like I I think about it a lot but particularly recently I was thinking about my grandma as I was helping my mum write the eulogy her parents died when she was 23 Uh, they were both 49 they died within 6 months of each other my grandma was the eldest of 10 um, 10 in the space of 10 years so like she was 23 her youngest brother was 13 Wow. My grandma had already had three children by that point. Wow. Including my mum. And she essentially became the caretaker to all her siblings as well. So at 23 years old, with three small children, she then became, like, a mother to nine more. And essentially became the matriarch of our family. Immediately. At 23. At 23. And it's like, we, we are all older than that right now. Yeah. And we would be raising 12. Yeah. With two more to come. I barely shower once a day. We actually have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) No, we'll talk about it right now. (laughs) No, but it's just like, I, that is incomprehensible. But at the same time, to me, incredibly inspiring. Like, to come from that place of strength, but also to see you know, what is possible when you do love someone slash a whole lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like she loved and revered her parents and they were gone. They were mm. 49 and she had to take their place. Mm. Yeah. So that's not to be like a consider yourself lucky. No, no, consider yourself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm part of the furniture. I don't know it. I was in it. 
That's from Oliver. I was Fagan. More mm-hmm. like Fagan. Fagan, yeah. <laughs> Fagan around town. Tariff. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, but it's also the, what you were saying as well. Just then, it's it's kind of like it's happening. Like it's it's not something you can shy away from. Like yeah, you know, her, her parents died and she had to do this thing. And our parents are getting older, and it's not something that's like oh man. If I go to sleep and wake up, it's going to be a completely different story. It's happening, so you've just got to figure out the best way for yourself to get on board. Mm. As my grandma, also her catchphrase, particularly recently, but for a lot of her life, was, get on with it. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, not helpful. <laughs> but it's kind of... <sighs> the evidence of the Dark Lord's return is incontrovertible. <laughs> The Dark Harry. Lord here being death and aging. Harry <laughs> And of course, from a question about aging, parents, death, we end up at Oliver and Harry Potter. Because at least you're not an orphan. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, you guys. Because you're not an orphan. Oh. Wow. I feel like that's. Oh, you have to leave soon, Olivia. Um. Yeah, do we have anything else to say here? This is a really hard one. Yeah. Well, it's just. Also, I was just like. This is going to be a tough one to diagnose. Yeah, I know. In a frothy way. Well, like, it's... It's it's also, like, you... It's what the listeners want. It's what the listeners want. There's no... uh, It's it's so multi-layered that it's, like, there's... There's almost, like, nothing you can do in this current situation. It's just, like... As it continues... You gotta keep checking it, like you know. You gotta keep checking in for advice. Write in next week. What what's different? <laughs> what's different than than last week? But it's also like oh, I need to stop saying that phrase every two seconds. I'm like, but it's but also, also like, like, but it's also like, but it's, it's also, also like, like we'll talk about things on this podcast. We'll get questions where it's like you can fix this or like you can deal with this by doing this solid thing Mm -hmm. like you can go get railed yes (laughs) i can reply to a text yes (laughs) but something like this is like you kind of can't do anything for it not to be happening it's happening yeah and you just gotta be loosey-goosey, baby. Roll with those punches that life, the universe, that magical thing we call E-A-R-T-H, Earth, I was does like, E-A-R what? <laughs> A-B-C. What? <laughs> but, you know, you have our entire love and support. Always. Because we're going through the same shit. Yeah. And so many of your friends will be as well. Yeah. This is definitely something you should talk about. This is definitely something you're alone in. (laughs) This is definitely something. (laughs) This is a you problem, actually. Secret. Keep it a secret. Yeah, zip it up. Buddy. Oh, that's dark. Um, No. Keep talking. But also, yeah, talk to them about it, but in a way that 
you know, doesn't put them on the back foot, doesn't Mm -hmm. lead from a place of anger or blame. Yeah. But because it's something you're both going to be dealing with. It's not something that, like, you're not dealing with them. You are both slash all dealing with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Love ya. I, I'm scared for this next section. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of every episode, after our readers, after our listeners, cut that out. After our listeners, so at the end of every episode, after our listeners have written in and told us their crisis and we've talked about it, we take 30 seconds to diagnose them and we tell them what's what and what they should do. In a really fun, improvised way, where we say some kooky, crazy shit about the really fun issues raised. Here we go. Here we go. Fuck, I'm going first. Yeah, you are. Shit. Give me your phone. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm scared. Chris, there are 15 minutes on the clock. <laughs> oh, imagine. <laughs> I could do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. You go to your parents. You sit them both down. You say, hello. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Father. <laughs> You sit them down and you say, guys, I love you. I love you so much. Here's what's happening. But as you say that, you look into their eyes. You stare deep into their eyes. You disappear into those orbs of magic light. And you see atoms, molecules, explosions, stars. We are stardust. You see the entire universe in their eyes. And you know... Two. One. (laughs) Finn. Finn. That was the theory of everything. (laughs) Okay. What do you know? What do you know? I'm Stephen Hawking. Are you ready? Mm -mm. (laughs) Harry, are you ready? Mm -mm. Three, two, one. You take your mother to a tea house. You get little cream cheese and cucumber sandwiches. You spend the day together. You have a lovely day in Britain now. You've travelled. You're on a plane. Uh, You then take her to see the Paddington Bear Museum that I believe exists there. And you buy her a tiny Paddington Bear. And you say to her, every time you look at this Paddington Bear, remember that I love you. You are my mother and you are my best friend. You get back on the plane, the Paddington Bear sits on your shelf and you live happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) This one? I think mm-hmm. my best has been Mary Poppins bag blow up the house. Yes. I think that might be your best. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington Tea House. Paddington Tea House, London. Happy ending. Happy ending. <laughs> Live happily ever after. You know, in the way that people do, which is 
you love each other and that's a blessing. More blessing. <laughs> Little small blessings. Um Wow. Big ep. Be- no, we need to stop saying that. Well, it was because the, the whiplash of like us uh, being like, I need to get railed. Well, in a way, isn't it all the same? <laughs> yes. You know, getting railed by life is what aging is. <laughs> That's what I always say. People say, Chris, what do you always say? And I say, well, Jimmy... Jimmy. <laughs> Go to bed, Jimmy. Well, Jimothy. That's my granddad's name. Jimothy. <laughs> Jimothy. Questions? <laughs> uh, at this time. Mr. Speaker. I will not be lectured by misogyny. On misogyny by this man. <laughs> I will not be lectured by misogyny. By this man on misogyny. I'm a misogynist and this man is misogyny. I am Meryl Streep, and this is the B- news. BBC News. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening. Live, <laughs> lies, lies, Aminelli. Um, look, <laughs> if this has been at all helpful, please let us know. If yep. it hasn't, also let us know because we should know. Yeah. If it's not, we need to um, learn. But please continue sending in your crises. Message the Instagram account. Message all of our other social media accounts that we don't have. No one's found the Twitter yet. <laughs> you definitely exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have an email. We have an Instagram. What more could you ask from us? <laughs> Jesus. Gmail. All we do is give. <laughs> um... Yeah, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Please. Tell your friends, tell your therapists, tell anyone who, who is willing listen. to give us a job. Yes. Um, I reckon we could do breakfast radio. I think so. We could wake up at 4am for a 6am three-hour show. You wouldn't have gone to bed. No, exactly. And that'd bring a real energy to things. Also, I think people would want to wake up with us in the morning. I think we'd really start days in a way. Mm, we'd shock them out of bed. Yeah. We'd be shock jocks. Wow. In our jocks. I'd wear little pyjamas, I think. I'd wear a jock strap. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. You're doing that right now. Am I? Yeah, you look good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. No. You're welcome. Ass out. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. To end every episode, we use the advice, well, not the advice, but it is advice, um, how my mum and I end every phone call, which is, be good, be safe, be careful, make good choices. And as my mum always says, I'm going to Ikea. Do you need any candles? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Think about that, listeners. Think about it. Who could you give a candle to in your life? (laughs) Are you a candle in the wind? (laughs) Or are you a tiny flame in the breeze? Bye! Bye! (laughs)